Welcome to the very first episode of the Cat in the Alaska Live podcast. I am so excited. Thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where we value questions just as much as we do the answers. We're going to be having very fun conversations here, for sure. So what are we talking about today, Eli? Today, the question is why? <laughs> this is going to mess people up a lot. For sure. But it's like, why? Why do we not we like Christians? Wow, you really went there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're the one who said you wanted to choose violence straight up. Wow. So, you know, this I mean, is it. As Christians... Why do we not like Christians? What do you have to say to that? What I have to say is they're usually kind of annoying with like, <laughs> hey, um, usually they're like, we know best, we know the truth, we know everything, so you know nothing, and you have to subscribe to everything that we say. And that's, that's the annoying part. You know, I think to me, the annoying thing is the the presumption of like just the hypocrisy of thinking that they're better than people while you're there. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, uh-huh. like, yeah, I think the actual gospel says that we're all fallen and we're all like at the same level and we all need Jesus just as much. What we don't like about what I don't like about Christians, what we, I'm <laughs> what we sure don't like thing. about Christians, is just the assumption or, well, a lot of them don't actually say that. Yeah. But they treat you like You're they're not, better, mm-hmm. or they're perfect, or they're equal to Jesus. You know, it's like they are as holy as the Lord, and that's not true. I think that's just just it, you know? Like, we have to all... It's just so many things to answer this question. But, like... My my first annoyance is, like, they usually sound like they're part of an elitist group. mm -hmm. So they look anyone who's outside of the church... Really, outside of the church, not outside of Jesus. Mm. That you look at people outside of the church, because, yeah. Okay. And then they look at them and they're like, mm, you're not part of the club. You're not saved enough. You're not um, worthy enough for me to spend my 10 minutes on you. Mm. And that's usually annoying. Okay. I feel like we've touched on it on the surface, uh-huh. but I want to, like, Go a a bit deeper. My greatest thing with... (laughs) Lord Jesus. (laughs) No, I think it... I can't trust you if you say you're a Christian, but I don't see authentic love in you. And I've noticed that that's lacking a lot. I see... Just in general, you know, there are a lot of Christians who 
simply have the title, the label of Christianity and not actually the love that comes with, you know, being Mm -hmm. in Jesus. Yeah. And so loving people, respecting people, listening to people, valuing people is not something that you see in the people that say they were saved by love. You know, the fact that there are a lot of things being done in the name of Christianity that I know for a fact that Jesus would not condone because it says so in the Bible is just disgusting. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, and a a broad general example of this would be um, Christians especially in countries like the USA and Brazil. Mm-hmm. That happens everywhere, but I'm going to specify those countries because they It's get, like the popular. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's a better example because uh-huh. it's not something we see here yeah. a lot. But in those countries, you see Christians fighting against people in the name of laws. In the name of things that are forbidden, in the mm-hmm. name of things that you can't do. Mm-hmm. So you see Christians actually going to war for things that shouldn't matter. I, like if you're if you're a Christian, then you believe in Jesus, you believe in the new age, you believe new age, you know, in the new covenant, uh-huh. in the new time of of grace, you know? And <laughs> and when you live like that, when you know that the law of Moses is not what we live by anymore, it doesn't make sense to me that you're battling out in court for laws over abortion. abortion. You know, like, what? what is that? Yeah. Because we understand that what Jesus does is touch the heart of people, you know? Yeah. What the Holy Spirit does is try to convince us of, of what is true, of what is righteousness, of what is holy, and give us the strength to actually follow that. So I don't have to, I should not try to force anyone not to get an abortion. I should tell them the truth. And whatever they decide, they are still owed grace by the mm-hmm. gospel that I preach because mm-hmm. that's what Jesus does. Yeah. You know? So what does it say about Jesus, about grace, about the God that you follow if you still think that you're going to change the world by changing laws? Yo. You know, like Jesus came and fulfilled the law yeah. and he's like, that's, that's no more. Uh-huh. But you're still fighting with people. You're still pushing people away from God because it pisses you off yeah you know what i'm saying that like people don't i think it's safe to say that they don't really actually care about the children you know yeah it's safe to say that they don't really actually care about the institution of family the fight is you have to do what we do so we don't want to see like the earthly rulers and authority like earthly power move against what we believe is good Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like we should not be fighting this this is not our fight you know what i'm saying like the world is evil that's in the bible that jesus said that and it's okay because he already defeated the world he overcame the world and that's who we're following so you don't have to do you know what I'm saying? Try to fight the fight that was fight, 
That was already. fought over and yeah. won. Mm-hmm. That actually tells me that maybe you don't believe in the victory of Jesus. And I don't there know. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it's just it's it's the lack of love, the lack of empathy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just yeah, you know yeah. Why did they do that? Well. Most people want to be on the winning side, and but we are though. That's the thing. The thing is, people think the winning side is the one that rules here. Yeah, the one that rules here. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? I get it. So when they say we're gonna bring the kingdom of God into the earth and whatever, they're forgetting that this is not where the kingdom is. Yeah, that's true. The the kingdom of God should come, like, the kingdom of God is the people of God. So what we should strive to do is love people, show them God, and mm-hmm. hope that the Holy Spirit convinces them of God, and that's it. And that's it. I think people forget that it's not our job to convince people of God's deity, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not on you. Like, obviously, we're supposed to preach the gospel and whatever, yeah. but it's not on you. We've all heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. We ha- all have, literally. And the thing is, our hearts should be willing to accept something other than what we see as, as you know, status quo. Yeah. And when we're willing, there's room for the Holy Spirit to convince. Like, the word of God is madness to the world. It's foolishness. You will not convince anybody of anything. Yeah. The thing that has power is the love in us. You know, like, people will know that we are of Jesus because we are loving. Why don't you just love people? You know? Another thing, okay, here's a question. Uh Why is it that, why is it that people use this love of God as a, as a means to like manipulate, use people or, or, or that's, what's the word that I'm looking for? Just like gain people. people. Yeah. 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 Why? What do you... Like, when you say gain people, as in gain numbers of followers or... Okay. Whatever you you understand by that. Because sometimes I've seen it used to weaponize people as well. Well, that's not love. Yeah. What could it be? But, yeah, they use such um, love and devotion that you're supposed to have to God... To use the power they have, Ooh. this like supposed not it's not supposed it's real. The spiritual power that they have over you, they weaponize it using the love of God. Mm-hmm. So the word of God says you have to submit to your parents and um, not only like biological parents but spiritual parents as well. They use that in order for you to get you to do anything. 
So we have two things here. Yeah. People that use the love that you have for God uh-huh. to to manipulate you. And then we have people that use the supposed love that they have for you mm-hmm. to, you know, like conquer you, to claim you kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So because one thing that I've noticed in this whole uh-huh. Just, you know, analyzing yeah. Christians and stuff is people talk about love a lot mm. and they preach it a lot. And, you know, we hear um, we hear love used as a trope to get Christians, you know, everywhere. Yeah. And and just, you know, go there and love the people and bring them to Jesus and all of these things, which sounds right. Yeah. But I think if you're loving people for the sake of conversion, then it's not real love. No, yeah. You know, it's because not. why why does your love have an end game? Why mm-hmm. can't you just love people because Jesus loves them? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just love people because they're people? Because they're worthy of love and respect. Because you see them as equal to you. Yeah. You know, like, you love them for something. And I don't think that's actual gospel love. That is not. It's not. That is, it is written. Love expects nothing in return. Come on now. Yeah. Preach. And that is it. And that is like, it. That, that simple statement is exactly what... God is all about love expects nothing in return because he has everything. Why would, why would you think that any action of you? So any action of you or anyone you like make do something, why would you think that would equate to the love that you have to give and the love that God gives them? I know. What's up with the measuring of love these days? That yeah. is... Right? We should yeah. think about that, too. Yeah. Everyone's trying to quantify love. I don't, I don't get that. But we, we've always been taught how to quantify things and to earn things. So you get a job, you work, and your time spent on the job is converted mm-hmm. in money, and you get it back. Okay. And you use your money for everything else. And in this kingdom math kind of thing there is no conversion to it Mm -hmm. it's like you believe which is doesn't take time doesn't take effort doesn't take pretty much doesn't take anything anything that's true yeah so you don't have to give anything and you get everything in return which Mm -hmm. is abundance of love and grace and and people weaponizing it because it is human condition to think that you have to earn anything Mm -hmm. they use that they use the fact that you need to earn something Mm -hmm. to convince you that you have to earn god's love when it's not like that true well okay so we've addressed um you know christians before the world Uh christians before people outside of the lord trying Mm -hmm. to pull them in or whatever but what do you think, how do you think these things translate to people already in the church? Be they like newborns in faith or mm-hmm. deep in it? 
know. <laughs> well, damn, th- this is a kind of a fine line kind of uh-huh. thought. Why do you say that? Because there's nuances to it, mm-hmm. you know? It's not that blatant usually. Sure. Yes, you have to um, serve and follow the Lord and like be of servitude to people because servitude is the way of Jesus. It's like how it's he works. Love. Yeah. Yep. Love, like love generates that kind of servitude. Mm-hmm. So when, <laughs> when Jesus goes, hey, I love you so much that I'm going to wash your feet. Mm-hmm. I'm not bigger than you. I am going to wash your feet, even though I can do anything. Even though he was. That's yeah. so beautiful. See? Yeah. That's the way we are supposed to think. Mm. But then it comes to this point, especially inside the church, I, I've noticed that you get people who, instead of like being there to serve you, because... I think the higher you go, the more servitude you have to. Yes. Like to your you people. Owe to the people. Yeah. Definitely. You get it. Yes. And I've seen people that think of it like a corporate ladder. True. You know? Ooh, okay. Like people see the church as a corporate ladder when it's more like a servitude ladder. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. the higher you go, the more you have to give. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the the way of I don't know weaponizing. Pe- I, I I keep going back to the word mm-hmm. because yeah, it's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like people get weaponized in order to achieve a certain goal. Okay. So they say, "Oh, be an instrument of God." <laughs> an instrument of God is doing everything I say you to do. Yeah. Do you get it? I get it. And that is kind of one of the most fucked up things that I've ever seen. That's true. Yeah. And it's just sad, you yeah. know? Also, I like that you touched on the whole instrument thing. This is something I've been thinking about. Okay. I've been thinking about it for a while, <laughs> but it, I kind of actually, like, thought about this, like, last week. Yeah. Because... Um, I, I talk to my sister about this a lot. Like, just, you know, the influence and and the quote-unquote power that uh-huh. we have as Christians to, you know, change yeah. the world. It's a great thing. We were called to do that. We actually are instruments, you know, mm-hmm. for great things. Yeah. But I think on the flip side of what you just said, where the notion of being instruments is used to push people into, you know, yeah. modern slavery. There's also the thing where... <laughs> modern slavery. There's also the thing where people use the... Like, you being an instrument uh-huh. is the sole purpose of your salvation. Yeah. So it's like, when you've converted yourself, when you've Ooh. met Jesus, you come to a point where... You like it's like Jesus found you to use your gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus found you Ooh. not because he wanted you, but because he wanted you to do the thing that will get yeah. more people or whatever. Yeah. And that is toxic. Ooh. 
That is so... And honestly... Okay, so the conversation that I was referring to that I had with my sister... Um, do we get to, like, mention people here? I think we no, do. No, we do like, not. Like, famous people. Ah, okay. That like, we can. celebrities. Okay, like we, okay, we can do that. I hate that Justin Bieber is the first person I'm mentioning <laughs> on my podcast. Because I don't like him like that. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. This is bad. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> okay, love break, nice, cool, let's go. <laughs> okay, so Justin Bieber's a Christian now. Yeah. And there are just so many things to this. Mm. Like, we don't get to judge or decide how real his salvation is or was or will be. Dang. That's not up to us. It is not our job to judge his level of of anything you know like his relationship with god is his relationship with god i'm talking about like i'm saying a lot of good things here but for the people that are listening you shouldn't Mm -hmm. assume that i'm a great christian because i'm saying great things you don't know how my relationship with God works. You don't know my secret place. And a lot of people can fool you like that. Yeah. Because we've been saved for a while. We've read the Bible enough. We've watched enough sermons and stuff. We know enough of God to talk about God like we know God. But you don't know anything about anyone's relationship with God. That should always be clear. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but um, Justin Bieber, like his... Everything is on a spotlight. Well, yeah. more or less now, but you know, it's still very much on display. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not trying to analyze how much of a Christian he is, but I want to pull up a lot of points that I've noticed from the Christian community in Justin Bieber's story or mm-hmm. whatever. So he got saved. Great. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, he went on the retreat or whatever. He stayed off you know, the spotlight for a while. We saw him go to church and hang out with, like, all the celebrity pastors Pastors and stuff. That was really cool. And the thing is, I can tell, I can assume, I assume that he has this certain responsibility that's been put on him to... Proclaim the gospel. The gospel. Yeah. Because he's famous. Because you're famous right? and you have a platform. Exactly. And everyone you have around you, Just you literally, have to use. Literally. It's like we were save. in the room. That's yeah. what they told him. I know. I know for a fact. Oh, my God. Y'all, if you don't get, like, the sarcasm and irony going on here, you just log off this podcast, please. But anyway. Yeah. That's literally what they yeah. told him. So, um... You know, that is not... So, when he got saved, he disappeared for a while, mm-hmm. which I thought was very wise. Mm-hmm. But then he got back. Okay, okay. I should explain that. I'm a little biased. I don't like Justin Bieber anymore. Okay. But <laughs> I don't like him because it feels like the things that he's putting out doesn't fit the narrative that he sold us in the sense that, you know... He, I'm not saying that he has to make gospel music. Uh-huh. He can do whatever he wants with yeah. his life. I don't think God would, I mean, God could call him for something specific, uh-huh. but God wouldn't force him, like, because he's a Christian, he should only make gospel, gospel music. music. I don't, that yeah. doesn't fit the God that I know. Okay. But I expected him to make, like, quality shit at least. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the album, bef- like, Purpose. Uh huh. 
it was Justin Bieber, but he said meaningful things. So I expected purpose and better. I expected more. I expected him to, you know, evolve and grow and whatever. And then he didn't. So eh, that kind of turned me off to him. But what I'm saying is he just came out and he did like random pop shit. Not a problem. But also he's like speaking out as a... I'm going to say a gospel influencer. Uh-huh. And he's, you know, like... Yeah. Just Using the platform exactly. that he has. And he made a gospel EP and whatever. Mm-hmm. Even listening to a few of the songs in the gospel EP thing. They... <laughs> like, okay. I didn't listen to all of it. Uh-huh. I listened to like two songs. Okay. The one song that stuck out to me, it's something about... I, don't, I forgot the title, but it kind of low-key implied the whole... Have you heard the whole... Uh, you, you definitely have. But the whole, you know, God is a woman thing because God is is an abstract energy and God is not a specific entity. We've heard that a lot. Oh, yep. So he was talking about God and purpose and stuff. And then he was like, that's all she wrote. Oh, that's the name of the song, All She Wrote. And I was like, who is she? What do you mean she? That doesn't make sense to me. Also, you know, he's talking about God, but the life that he's showing us uh-huh. doesn't really, really show God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into what's forbidden and what's allowed because that's not the life that we're living. Yeah, You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Some Christians prefer to not drink ever. Some Christians drink wine. Mm-hmm. Some Christians drink a bit. Some Christians can't stop drinking and there's grace for them and we'll pray for them and we hope that, you know, they grow from that. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, you can't do this, you have to do that. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, I think that this notion of, of grace is kind of moving people into a thing where it's like, you don't have to change at all you don't have to do anything you don't have to grow you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like come as you are is what jesus says but then jesus later also invites Kurt us to <laughs> wow also Kurt Cobain. <laughs> but jesus <laughs> but jesus after he receives this as we are uh-huh. he invites us into discipleship uh-huh. salvation is free yeah discipleship costs a lot. It costs everything. Jesus tells us to, you know, count the cost and, and carry the cross. That's the life that we live. You get to choose not to do that. But if you don't get into a life of this true discipleship, like from the Lord directly, like obviously leadership and stuff is important, definitely. But we are disciples of Christ, Not of anyone else, not of a specific church, not of a specific leader. We are disciples of Christ. That's supposed to be the point. So in discipleship is where you get the calling to go out and make more disciples like yourself. In discipleship is where you get specific anointings to go and be an instrument in all of these things. Again, you get to choose to do this or not. But when you appear... Going back to Justin Bieber, when you appear as a public person who 
who has a calling, you know, it's kind of unspoken, but that's what he yeah. shows us. He has a calling to, to, to come out and preach the gospel and make disciples like he supposedly is, is there are some things that have to be in line with what a disciple of Christ would do. You are not obligated to change who you are, but if you're a disciple, you're at least allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. So I think this conformity on, you know, just leaning back on the grace wall and being like, oh, you don't have to do anything because whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. is it's a bad testimony because then it feels like I'm, I'm trying not to sound contradictory because it's like obviously there is grace but there is a cost you mm -hmm. know we we do surrender to god mm -hmm. we can't say in the name of grace that there is no need for surrender mm -hmm. that there is no need to see god as lord so if as christians we're not showing that like you don't have to show your life to people but if you want to you have to show something that's accurate to the life that Jesus lived, mm -hmm. you know? So I think with the whole Justin Bieber thing, it's not even his fault. Yeah. Because he wasn't discipled correctly. That's my opinion. I think that the people who were with him, the people who were supposed to teach him and, and lead him into, you know, like, just, you know, leading him into... God and and intimacy and 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 glory and discipleship like actual true discipleship should have explained that and that's what I'm saying he did not have to be on the public eye with his relationship with God right now because now he's not giving the best testimony that he could give and I feel like it would have been better for him to just be in a place where he's learning to love God, where he's learning to obey God, where he's actually counting the cost. And, you know, after he does that, he chooses where he wants to go and he lives a life that's, that makes sense. <laughs> but here's another thing that may be happening. Mm. It's like, yeah, he went to the whole conversion and whatever, and I'm most likely what may have happened is like the people there are like, hey, you have a big That's platform. That's exactly what I'm like sorry. Like the Christians yes. there. Hey, you have a big platform. Yes. You need to use it ASAP yes. Yes. to get people. Go you out know? and tell people you believe in Jesus because it's right like now, a Christian. I mean, Christian like, is you get it? the hottest thing right now. <laughs> it is. I mean. It is. You know. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. That's why they should. That is why I don't like Christians. That is the people. Because they should have valued his heart. Him. They first. should have led him to, yeah. to secure his heart in Christ. To, yeah. to actually find intimacy. To, to be, you know? Because uh -huh. I think. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say. It. If he were in a like slightly better place uh -huh. than he is now, from what I see. Yeah. He would have been able to. Like, even retort the things that I'm saying with, oh, yeah, that's what you think, but I know my truth because I'm secure in the Lord. And I, I you know, it might seem weird and unchristian to you, but I know what I'm doing because this is what God told me to do. 
you know, like good. even the both of us, we we do a yeah. lot of things that seem unchristian to people, uh-huh. you know, but we believe that we're moving under the direction of God. We're moving where God tells us and, and we're doing what God tells us to do. If only the people leading him had valued his relationship with God Before. more than the things that he could do yeah. for the public, you yeah. know, the things that he could do for God. It's uh-huh. like, what it, you know, why, why are Christians so obsessed with helping God? That is an important Yo. question. Yo. Yeah. Yo. That's, Yo. That, anyway. that is the actual question. Yeah. Why are Christians so obsessed with God? With helping God. Yeah. Yeah. With helping. Not yeah. with. It's cool to be obsessed you know? with God. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the best life you could live. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Everything else is just trash, <laughs> honestly. But that's it. Like, just the heart, you know? Yeah. Take care of people's souls, of of them, of act like, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Well. <laughs> we have these conversations a lot, <laughs> you know? I'm kind of realizing. Yeah. But anyway. This is it, right? Yeah, this Do is you it. Have any this more um answers, answers. quotes <laughs> quotes. Uh. Be a slave to Jesus, not the church. Ooh, and that is it. <laughs> and that is it. That's the wrap. Yeah, <laughs> this was a great first episode. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>